today as we move forward. Let us turn to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to be in verse 1 through 11. Pray that everybody is having a great Sunday. I'm so grateful for you again tuning in. For those who are late, we thank you for tuning in as well. Um, please share this um, this feed for those on Facebook and Instagram. Please start a watch party that we can have more people come and hear the word of God. We are in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Matthew chapter 4, that's the New Testament. The first book in the New Testament is the first gospel in the New Testament, which is Matthew, which is Matthew in the New Testament. And as I continue to preach about Satan um, over the last couple of weeks, I've been uh, preaching about Satan, just helping us understand who Satan is. We looked at Lucifer and his position and we looked at how Lucifer fell and became Satan. We looked at um, how Satan has um, strategies to get us off the mark and the will of God and how he come in and with his strategies to get us to um, to walk away from God and to get us to denounce God and reject God. And today uh, we're going to look at um, Matthew chapter four, uh, verse one through 11 and um, look at Satan as the tempter, Satan as the tempter. We in Matthew chapter one, verse one, I mean, chapter four, verse one through 11, Matthew chapter four, verses one through 11. Matthew chapter four, verses one through 11. Verse one says, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Verse four, but Jesus answered or he answered and said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy cities and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he shall give his angel charge over you and that and in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your feet against the stones. And Jesus said to him, it is written again, you should not tempt the Lord your God. And again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord God and him alone you shall serve. And then the devil left, I mean, and then the devil left him and behold, the angels came and ministered to him. Wow. What a powerful narrative we see in the story. And today I want to speak to you from the topic. When the tempter come. When the tempter come. In the Bible. Satan has many different names. 
We saw his first name that God had given him was Lucifer. He was the son of mourning. He was the, the, the worshiper of mourning. He was the, the worshiper of God. He was the lead worshiper of God, one of the highest ranking angelical beings there were created, that was created. His name was Lucifer. But then he, fall, then he fell from heaven because he wanted to be like God. And God said, no, it's only one God because I created you. I'm going to kick you out of my domain. And God kicked him out and an unnumerable amount of angels followed him. And now we know that his name changed from Lucifer to Satan or to the devil. But also Revelation called him the dragon. Other scripture calls him the, the, the father of disobedience. Other scriptures call him a deceiver or the accuser of the, of the brethren. He, he, Satan has many names. But in the text today, he is known as the tempter, the one who tempted Jesus. And he's known as the tempter, the one who tempted Jesus. Now, one thing I have learned, Brother Jerry, is about temptation is that temptation is going to be with us all of our lives. One thing I have learned about temptation is we we we, we always going to face temptation. None of us can say that I've never been tempted because on a daily basis, all of us, if we be honest, is always tempted by something. We either tempted by, by just walking into temptation. We tempted by our peers, tempting us to, to do things that are wrong. We are tempted by, by, by addictions and our, our habits. We're, we're tempted by, by other people. We, we, sometimes we even tempt ourselves, but we always will struggle or battle temptations. As a matter of fact, Deacon Dixon, on, on Friday, on Friday, I took my wife out. I said, baby, we're going to go out. And it wasn't our date night. We just went out and I said, baby, put your heels on, get ready. We're going out to have a great time. We're going to go to a nice restaurant and we're going to sit down and eat on the deck. And I, I made resurrection, resurrect, I made reservations. Uh, when I was here so we can go out. And so we go to a restaurant that we like um, down in D.C. It's called um, um, the, the Double Eagle. It's called, uh, what's the name of it, babe? Um, Dale Frisco Double Eagle. So we get, we like Dale Frisco Double Eagle. If you you don't know about it, it's a great restaurant. And I, I'm not here to promote the restaurant, but if you know about Dale Frisco Double Eagle, you know you only go there, br Brother Jerry, you, you only go there for the pecan ice cream and a butter cake. You, you, you only go there for that. Matter of fact, it's so good, we have a tendency to, to order that first. We have a tendency to, to order that first before we order our food. We want to make sure it's already in and it's, and it's ready. And sometimes, Deacon Dixon, we eat that before we eat our food because it's just that good. But, but a friend of mine called me um, last month, and he's going through some health issues and um, he uh, he said, uh, hey, Pew, man, I, I need to lose some weight. And because of his health issues that he's going through, he can't exercise. So he said, I need to lose some weight before I go into surgery. He go to surgery on June the 1st. And he said, I need to lose some weight. So the best way I, I believe I can lose some weight, I did it before, is I want to do this whole 30 eating habit. 
So the whole 30 eating habit is where you, you take 30 days and you, you don't eat any grains. You don't eat any, um, uh, durries or dairy or anything. You don't eat dairy. You don't eat grain. Uh, you don't eat any flour or, or gluten or anything. And you just drink water. You eat vegetables. You can't eat meat, but it gotta be grass fed and, and all this other stuff. And you, you eat your proteins, uh, with your meat and you got your eggs and things like that. And we started this whole 30, um, group where he asked me and my wife and a couple of other, um, husbands and wives to be in it. And we, we said, okay, to support him. So for the last 20 some days, we have been eating, um, um, just fruit and vegetables and salad and, and, and some protein. And we have been eating right and only drinking water because you can't, uh, do, do sugar or anything. And, and, and my wife, when we got down to DC on Friday, this, this story gonna make sense. When we got down to DC on Friday, my wife said, no, you didn't. When, when, when I got down to New York Avenue and I turned um, on N Street and she knew where we were going to eat out, she said, I can't believe you. I, I can't believe you setting us up like this. And I, and I said, babe, what, what do you mean? She said, you know we can't go in this restaurant and not get this this butter cake. We, you know we can't, get the, we, we can't go in this restaurant and not get this pecan ice cream. Anybody feeling me? And I said, baby, we, we got willpower. We... We can do this. We're doing this for, you know, a good cause. And, and we, we ain't been eating sweets in, in over 20-some days. And, and, and my wife said, you're going to tempt me like this? I'm just trying to help you understand that sometimes we tempt ourselves. That sometimes we, we, we tempt ourselves that we in a restaurant and, and we sitting there on the deck and, and all of a sudden our waiter come and he asks us what we want to drink. And I see a nice Coke bottle. Then I like Coke coming past and, and I wanted to say a Coke, but I said, no, I'll just take some water. I'll just take some water. And then he came with the, with the nice bread and, 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 and it was at right temperature, Sarita, cause the butter was melting so perfectly. And, and, and we told him we couldn't eat the bread and, and, and he looked at us funny and we like, no, we ain't eating that today and then he came and we had our meal and then he came with this with the dessert menu and said let me recommend to y'all i said sir we we frequently come here we know about the butter cake but we can't eat that tonight we we we, we trying to uh, uh be right we're not trying to give in to this temptation and i'm just trying to help you understand that sometimes we put ourselves in temptation Sometimes we, we tempt ourselves. We put ourselves in, in positions that, that cause us to be tempted. Sometimes you put yourselves in, in situations that cause you to be tempted. You know you shouldn't have went to his house. You know you shouldn't have went to her house. You know you shouldn't be hanging out with them young people that you hanging out with. You know that you shouldn't be where you are. And sometimes we put ourselves in temptation. But there's something different here in the text. Here in the text, here in the text, we see Jesus. The son of God, God in the flesh, being led up to the wilderness by the spirit of God. Oh my God, this, 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 this is amazing right here, right here. We see Jesus in, 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 in Matthew chapter four, verse one. It says that, that, that he was led up to the spirit of Jesus was led up to the wilderness to be tempted, but he was led by the spirit. Now, I understand, Jerry, that sometimes we can put ourselves in place where we can be tempted. I understand that sometimes people can put us in positions to be tempted. I understand that sometimes we can just walk in temptation without even knowing that the temptation was there or that the tempter was there. But now this is different because the scripture says that the spirit of God led Jesus up to be tempted. 
Oh, that's different for me. I don't know about y'all, but that's, that's different for me because I thought the spirit was, was on my side. I, I, I thought the spirit was, was the good person. I know the spirit is God, but how God can you lead me into temptation? How can you lead Jesus into temptation? And God spoke to me on this. God said, this ain't the first time that I led someone into temptation. If you look back in Genesis, when I, when I led Abraham up to sacrifice his son, I led him up to be tested. Uh, uh, and I wanted to see how, how would he do in the test, not for my knowledge, but for his knowledge. And Jesus said, that's not the only person that I led up to be tempted. I also uh, I led Job into being tempted by the devil as well. So God always tempted, I mean, not always, but God always put us in, God will put you in a place that will cause you to be tempted. This word temp, temp, temptation, this word tempted, this word temptation actually means to be tried or tested. Sometimes God got to put us in a place to be tried or tested. Now God is not the tempter, but he'll put us in a place to be tempted. And here, this was, this was unusual for me, but, but, but I like it. I like it because we, we, we can grow with this because if you like me, we, we are battling in temptation and, and what God wants us to do is to resist the temptation. And here in the text, Jesus helps us out and give us some, some, some great information and some great wisdom on how we should respond to temptation how we should not give in to temptation to give us some practical some practical information to help us to resist temptation so when the tempter come when the tempter come when the tempter come when the tempter come the first thing we see in the text is you must know who you are look at this when the tempter come you must know who you are right here in verse number one through three it says that jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. Wow, that's interesting right here because I, 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 I want to let you know when the tempter comes, you got to know who you are. You, you, you got to know who you are. He says, he says, the tempter came and said, if you are the son of God. Now here this word if is, is, is not a question. It's actually in, a, in, a, in the original language. It actually means since because the devil, the tempter knew who Jesus was. He, he knew who Jesus was. So he's not saying if you are the son of God, he's saying since you are the son of God, if you hungry, command that these stones turn to bread. So I, I, I want to first let you know that if, if when the tempter comes, you got to know who you are because he's coming to tempt you on your identity. No, that, that, yeah, y'all ain't ready for this. Y'all ain't ready for this. When he came to Jesus and said, since you are the son of God, he was coming to tempt Jesus about his identity. What he wanted to do was, was get Jesus to prove to him that he was the son of God. And that's what he do for you and I. Sometimes he put us in positions where he, we are tempted with our identity to prove uh, who we are. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Years ago, Years ago, Deacon Dixon, I, I, me and my wife had bought our, our dining room set and it, um, we both agreed on it. We like it and, and we, we, we said we getting it and we got it in the house. And a couple of weeks later, we went out to just to a furniture store. I don't know why we went, but we just went to a furniture store to look at some stuff. And we wind up in a furniture store and we in a furniture store, brother Jerry, watch this. We in a furniture store and um, I, I seen some dining room chairs that go with our new dining room table. Now we bought the whole set. So we just bought the set about two weeks ago. 
This was some years, just years ago. And we bought the whole set. And but I seen some dining room chairs that would go perfect with our new dining room table. So my wife said, Well, why, Sarita, why are you looking for new chairs? And we already got new chairs that came with the dining room table. I said, But I like these chairs. I I, I like these chairs. I, I mean, they nice. She said, Yeah, they are very nice. And I said, I, I want to get them. So I, I called the, the guy over. The, uh, the salesman over, young guy, and I called the salesman over and I said, hey man, um, how much these chairs? We looking at them and, and my wife said, babe, we don't need them chairs. We just bought a dining room set. And I said, baby, I like them. And you know what the salesperson had nerve to say? He says, who, who wear the pants in this family? He, the, the, the salesperson at, at, at the furniture store asked me who wear the pants in this family. I'm, I'm going to show y'all how you, how you always being tempted by, by your identity. So now he, he questioned who I am. He, 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 be, he baited me right in, Deacon Dixon. He baited me. Have anybody ever been there before? He, he baited me right in. And, and now, now, now I had to tell, now I had to show who wore the pants. I say, I'm the one with the pants. Matter of fact, you can go pack this up and we're going to put it in the truck that's sitting outside and we're going to walk away with this thing. I'm going to show you who wore the pants. See, I gave into the temptation and that's what the enemy do. The enemy come to cause us to tempt us on our identity. And men, you know about it because some of us getting old and some of us getting bored and some of us ain't looking like we used to look so now we get tempted in our identity all the time because now what happens we see a young girl and we say we want to see if we still got it and the enemy put that temptation for us and next thing you know we trying to talk to this young girl because we tempted to try to see if our manhood is still together i'm just trying to be transparent and real and let you know that we always being tempted in our identity and women you can't laugh at us because you putting on all those girls and all that other stuff spanking to try to make yourself look good so you can grab one and see if you still got it too. We all being tempted from our identity. Young people, you ain't exempt from this because the reason why some of y'all getting shot and in fights because you trying to, you being tempted to fight people just to show that you ain't no sucker or you ain't no punk or you like that and like this and little girls and little boys are having sex because they tempted just to show that they a big girl and a big boy. We all being tempted in our identity. He tempts us. Satan said, who you are, if you are the son of God, since you are the son of God, prove it to me. And throughout our life, we've been tempted this way to prove who we are. If you see in the text, he says, prove it to me. If you are the son of God, since you are God, Jesus, command these rocks to turn into bread. Prove it to me. But Jesus didn't fall for it. Jesus resisted it. Resisted temptation. Because he knew who he is. He knows who he is. And you and I, we got to know who we are. You must know that you are a child of God. You must know that you have the power of God living in you greater who's living in you than is in the world that you can do anything exceedingly and abundantly or whatever acts or thing. God can do anything exceedingly abundantly or whatever acts or thing. You can do all things through Christ who's you. You got to know who you are because he's tempting you. He tempted you and sometimes we give in to this temptation because we don't know who we are. We don't know who we are, Jackson. We don't know who we are, Cherie. We don't know who we are, Lachelle. We don't know who we are, Savon. We don't know who we are, Cheeks and Tarn. We don't know, Toya. We don't know who we are. And he says, 
since you are the son of God, since you are Jesus, show me, prove it to me. Prove to me that you are Jesus. And we got to know when the tempter come, who we are, who you are. You got to know who you are because he's tempting us every day on our identity. And if you don't know who you are, you're going to fall for the temptation every single time. Says that he, he tempted them in his identity. When the tempter, when Satan knock on your door, will you give in to prove who you are? No, I don't need to prove to you. Satan didn't need to prove to Satan. I mean, uh, Jesus didn't need to reprove, uh, approve, uh, uh, Jesus didn't need to prove to Satan, the tempter, who he is because he know who he is. He know who he is. So when the tempter come, we see that you must know who you are. The second thing we see here is when the tempter come, you must know the word of God. When the tempter come, you must know the word of God. Look at this. Verse number four through 11. I'm going to read it. Verse number four, 11. We're in Matthew chapter four, 11. It says, when the tempter come, you must know who you are. Verse one through three. Now, when the tempter come, you must know the word of God. When Satan come up to tempt you, you must know the word of God. Verses four through 11. Look what he says. He says, so uh, he tells Jesus, turn his stones into bread. But watch how Jesus answered. He said, but I, I answered and said, but Jesus answered and said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds uh, from the mouth of the Lord. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set, and, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your feet against the stone. Verse seven, Jesus said to him, it is written again, you should not tempt the Lord, your God. Again, the devil took him up on exceedingly high mountain and showed him at, I mean, showed him all the kingdom of the world and the glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. And then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. For you, for it is written, you should not, you should worship the Lord your God and him alone you shall serve. Every single temptation that Satan, the tempter, came to tempt Jesus with. Look how he responded, Sarita. You got to understand when the tempter, Satan, come to tempt us, you got to know the word of God. He responded, Jesus responded to these three different temptations. One was the first one we look at was the temptation of the pride. I mean, of the, um, the lust of the flesh. He says, look, Hey, if you hungry, he knew Jesus was hungry. He said, if you hungry, turn these rocks or these stones into bread. But look what, look how Jesus respond. Jesus responded. And he, re he responded and he, and he responded with, with, with Psalms. He, uh, I mean, he responded with Deuteronomy chapter eight. He said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus didn't respond with his own words. Jesus responded with the word of God. When tempt, when you are faced in temptation, you got to know the word of God. The way you resist temptation is you got to speak that word to life. 
And Jesus said, look, let me tell you something, Satan. He says, he says that, that man can't live off bread alone, but we can survive of every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What, what, what Jesus was saying was that my life is not important, but the word of God I, I, is important to me. And I want to be obedient to the word of God than be obedient to you. So I'm not going to give in to you because my life is not sustained through bread. My life is not sustained through food. My life is sustained through the word of God. And you got to get this thing because this thing is deeper than what you think. See, he says that I have a life that's eternal. And my eternal life is sustained by the word of God because Guess what? Food going to come to an end. Everything that I eat going to come to an end when my body breathed the last breath of life. But the word of God will stand forever. Jesus responded with the word. Says He says, when the tempter comes, he said, no, no, no. Let me help you understand. Here's scripture. He responded with the word. You got to know the word to respond to your temptation with the word. Then he comes back again. He comes back another time, second time. And now, watch this. The devil takes him up. He always trying to take us up. He always make things seem better than where we at. He always seem make us try to feel like if we go with him, that things will be better. When he tipped us, that things will be better. He always tipping us to make us think that the grass is green on the other side. But you just don't know on the other side, it ain't number four leaf. I mean, three leaf clovers and weeds always are green. He always trying to make us think he got something better for us. And he takes Jesus up on his pinnacle and he says, watch this. Look what he says. He says, then he, he the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he shall give you angels charge over your feet and, and over you and in their hands, they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot or your feet or, or against the stone. He says, now, look, 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 look what he say, Candy. Look what he say, Cat. Look what he say, Vicky and Leonard and Mr. Butler. Look what he says. He now takes Jesus up and said, look, I, I, I need you to throw yourself down off this high pinnacle. But you ain't got to worry about it because the word of God says that God got you. So Jesus said, look, let me tell you what the word of God says. Because you're taking the word of God out of context. Jesus says in verse 7. That it is written again, you should not tempt the Lord your God. He says, look, let me understand, help you understand some things. That God ain't worth tempting. I know that God is God and he can do anything, but I'm not going to go your way to tempt my God to see if he's real. Oh my God, that's some good stuff. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about Daniel chapter three with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were disobedient to the king, when they didn't fall down and worship the king. The king said, if you don't fall down and worship me, I'm going to stick you in the fiery furnace. And he says, and who is the one? The king said, and who is the one who will deliver you? And Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they said, they answered, there's no need for us to answer that, O king, because our God is able. I like that. He, they, what they said is our God is able, but if he don't deliver us, guess what? He's still God. Jesus saying the same thing right here, that I don't need to prove to you in this temptation and give it to this temptation to show you that God is God, because if God don't deliver me, he's still going to be God. Jesus said, let me help you understand.
understand I will not tempt God. You will not cause me to use scripture to tempt God because I will not give in to the temptation because I know scripture just as well as you know scripture. And you got to know scripture when you are tempted by the Satan. The tempter is coming. So he tempt Jesus in the lust of his flesh. Now he tempt Jesus with the lust of pride. And now the third thing here, he's tempt Jesus with the lust of the eyes. Look what he says. He says here in verse number uh, uh, eight, he said again, the devil took him up. Here it go, here it go again. He taking him up again, making him think that everything is good, taking you from where you are making you think it's better with him. He took him up on a Sealy High Mountain and showed him the kingdom of the world and their glories. And he says to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you should not worship. I mean, you should worship the Lord your God and him alone you should serve. So now Jesus come in this temptation, and he quotes Deuteronomy chapter 6, 13. He says, away from you, say, away from me. Get away from me, say, because the scripture tells me that I should not worship nothing but the Lord and serve him alone. You got to understand when the tempter come, that he's coming to get you off the mark of God, to get you out of the will of God, to tempt you from the will of God. But you got to know scripture and stand on it. You got to know what the word of God says. And in your temptation, you got to know that first Corinthians chapter thir uh, three, I mean, first Corinthians chapter 10, 13 tells us in every temptation, God gives us escape in every temptation. God gives us escape. But the problem is we get into temptation and we're looking for a door to escape from. It's not a door to escape from. It's the word of God. The word of God is our escape. We got to repeat the word of God in our temptation. Say, no, I'm not going to give in to this temptation. No, I'm not going to let this temptation get me. We got to know the word of God. When a tempter show up, not only do you need to know who you are, but you need to know the word of God. You need to know the word of the Lord. Jesus resisted the devil because he knew the word of God. You got to know the word of God. You got to put this word in your heart. Psalms 119, 11 says that place this word in your heart that I may not sin against you. We got to read the word of God and spend time in the word of God. We got to know the word of God that when you're dealing with temptation, now you got scripture in your heart that you can bring back to remembrance to fight the temptation that you have a desire to do to fight the tempter when he comes. Every week, what I try to do for a whole week this week, I'm on 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12. And, and all I'm doing is trying to remember that verse. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12. One time, one, every week, I try to learn a new verse. One verse that I may store up in my heart the word of God. That when temptation comes, I know how to respond because I have it in me. I have it in me. And Jesus resisted. The devil, because he had, he knew the word of God. You got to understand that when the tempter come, you got to know the word of God. So we see here when the tempter come, he said, you got to know who you are. When the tempter come, you got to know the word of God. And the second and the third thing, and I'm out your way. 
We're going to get out of here early. When the tempter come, watch this. And I hope this message is blessing you as it's blessing me. The, the, when the tempter come, you got to stand on the word of God. You got to stand on the word of God. See, it's great to know the word of God, but you also got to be obedient to the word of God. See, we got to stand. That word stand means to be obedient, to be fixed in the word of God. See, you can go quote all the scripture you want, but if you ain't standing on it, if you ain't obedient to it, it ain't worth anything. That's why James says, don't be a hearer of the word, but be a doer. That's why I always say, don't be a sermon evaluator, be a sermon applicator. Don't just hear the sermon, but apply the sermon to your life. And Jesus said here, when the tempter comes, you have to now stand on the word of God. Look what he says. We back in verse 4 through 11. Look what Jesus says. So now the tempter come. Jesus now quote the scripture. But in every single quote that Jesus quoted back, look what he says. In every single temptation, Jesus responds with this phrase. It is written. Over and over again, he quotes, it is written. And then in verse number 10, he quotes what, and him only you will serve. You should serve. That gives us definition that Jesus is standing on what he's quoting. We got to understand that gives us insight that Jesus is standing on what he quote. You got to understand when when the tempter come, you got to stand on the word of God. It's, it's OK to know the word of God It's important to know the word of God, but it's greater to stand on the word of God. If you want to resist Satan, you want to resent the tempter, um, the tempter Satan. You got to stand on the word of God. We got we got to stand on the word of God, because guess what? Guess what, Jerry? The devil know the word of God as well. I see some of y'all don't believe me. Some of y'all don't believe me, Deacon Dixon. Let's turn let, we're right here in this very same text. Verse number five. Verse number five. It said, then the devil took him up into the holy cities and set him on the pinnacles of the temple. And said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. That is Satan. That is the tempter. He says, for it is written. He should give his angels charge over you and in their hands, they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your feet against the stone. That tells me that the devil know the word of God, too. He know the word of God, too. And what he's trying to do in temptation is use scripture to cause us to get us off the mark of God. That's why it's important that you don't only know scripture, but you stand on scripture because he know the word of God just like us. And you got to stand on scripture because when when temptation comes, you got to stand on the word of God. You got to be obedient to the word of God. When the tempter comes to try to get you to doubt God, you got to stand on Psalms 37, 24 that says, though I have fallen, he shall not utter, uh, uh, cast utterly cast me down. The Lord holds him 
or holds me with his right hand. You got to know that when you doubt God, that God is holding you up. That when temptation come to try to get you to doubt God, you having a bad time in your life. Things around you are falling apart. You got to stand on the scripture. When the temptation cause you to doubt God and, and question God and, and wanting to give up on God, you got to know that Psalms 37 said he holding you up. Although you are down, he still got his hands on your life. And I'm so glad that when temptation come to me and cause me to doubt God, when things are not going right in my life, I can hold on to Psalms 37. And it tells me that God got his hands on me. Is there anybody out there that God got his hands on? Is there anybody that God is holding up? Because to be honest, you can't hold yourself up. You got to stand on the word of God because the tempter is coming to cause us to doubt God. But not only do he cause us to doubt God, the tempter comes also to cause us to want more and more of what we already have. But Philippians chapter 4, 11 through 13, Paul says that I'm content in whatever state I'm in. Don't you know that the tempter coming to tempt you with material things that you already got a car and he causing you to chase another car. You already got a house and he chasing you to get a bigger house. You already got another bag and shoes and a tie and a suit and a new belt and he trying to get you to get more belt. You got to stand on Philippians chapter 4 that whatever state I am, I am content. God, I will not give in this temptation because I'm content in what I I have and I thank you Lord God for everything you have given me when the tempter come he will tempt you and try to cast you to search for more and more but you not only gonna quote the scripture you better stand on the scripture to know that God I may have a desire for that bag but guess what I'm gonna stand on your scripture and I'm gonna work this little bag I got right now and I thank you for letting me be content but the tempter ain't gonna stop there because he gonna come next and try to tempt you uh try to tempt you to um to please man but you got to stand on the scripture where um second corinthians chapter five tell us paul says whatever i do i'm gonna go out my way to please the lord you got to understand that we can't please man we ought to please god and temptation will cause us to do things to please man but paul says i'm not worried about pleasing man matthew says we should not be trying to please man because man's plans end when he breathes his last breath but what i'm gonna do i'm gonna please the Lord. So when temptation, when a tempter come to cause me to tempt, uh, to uh, please man, I'm going to please God. I'm going to stay with God. All temptation around us and the tempter is coming. When he put that desire before you to smoke that weed, to hit that crack, to shoot it in your arms, you say, no, I got a God who is able to heal me from these addictions. Psalm says that he will heal the broken heart. He will mend your wounds. Psalm says he will keep you when you can't keep your, because you can't keep yourself you better stand on the word of God be obedient to it and believe the word of God when tempt when the tempter come we must stand on the word of God we must stand on the word of God we must stand on the word of God because we're gonna be battling this temptation all the time we're gonna be in a war this is a war but you gotta know who you are you gotta know the word of God and you got to stand on the word of God. You got to be obedient to it. If not, you're going to give in. And Jesus, give us the recipe to resist the devil, to resist the tempter Satan. And too many of us are falling because we don't have the right recipe. 
And even today, we got some that are listening to me. You have no power to resist temptation because you don't have the Holy Spirit. See, we have the power for us who believers to resent, resist temptation because we have the Holy Spirit. But you don't have the power because you don't have the Holy Spirit. You don't have any power because you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. You have nothing living in you. You don't have the power of God living in you. So you always going to give in to temptation. Because the scripture tells us if you don't have Christ, you don't have definition in your life. You don't have a, life, a meaningful life. But today, if you want to resist the temptations you're struggling with, some of you are today are struggling with that temptation of alcohol. Some of you are battling with gambling. Some of you are struggling in the temptation of, 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 of drugs, of sex. And the tempter is just coming and he's filling your life up with it. And you know it's not right. And you want to you wanna do right. But you can't because you don't have the spirit of God in you. Today, what you going to do? Because this is a decision that you are going to have to make. You got to make this decision. Do you want Christ? Or do you want to keep playing around with church? You want to keep coming on Clinton Baptist Church and telling Pastor Pugh how good his sermon is, but you don't want to be obedient to it. You want to come on the line and fake like you got a relationship with God. You got to make that decision. Because the tempter is knocking on your heart every single day to tempt you further and further away from God. But you have to stand up and make a decision. Are you going to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Right now, he's tempting you. And he's tempting you what? You don't have to give your life now. You got time. And that's the biggest lie the devil ever told us. That we got time because the scripture says none of us know the time nor the day when the Lord should arrive or appear. You don't have time. So today is your day. Today is your day. What you going to do? Are you going to surrender to him? Or are you going to keep giving into temptation, moving further and further away from God? And your life is controlled by that temptation. You're trying to fight that alcohol. You're trying to fight them things that you're struggling with. You're trying to fight that lust. You're trying to fight that desire. And you're not winning because you don't have the power to win. You need the power of Jesus Christ living inside of you. You have no willpower. You have no self-control. Because you have no one governing over you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to surrender? Are you going to turn your life over to him? And receive the power you need to make it and to resist the devil in the midst of your temptation. Because we're going to be tempted all our lives. All, while we're here on earth, we're going to be tempted. But you can resist that temptation. But you need Jesus. Is there one today? Is there one? 